An entitled Karen demands that I give my plane tickets to her as well as her child. So this happened in 2019. I was about to turn 18, so my parents gave me money. I always had wanted a fursuit, so of course I ordered one. Furry migration 2019 was September 6th, so me and my friends were going to Virginia Beach. My neighbor had a kid that turned 7 the previous month. And the problem was that the kid was very annoying. And equally so, his mother was an absolute Karen. My neighbor's special child love to make sandcastles, and the International Sand Sculpting Championship would be also taking place in Virginia Beach on September 27th. I don't know how she knew I had tickets, probably because my parents told her, but one day I was taking my dog for a walk when this entitled Karen came up to me and was like, so you are going to Virginia Beach, right? So I just said, yes I am. And I didn't tell her that it was for a furry migration because God knows how that might have gone over. When I tried to walk away, She actually stopped me and said, Could you give me your tickets? My baby boy wants to see the sand sculpting championship. And I honestly was just so confused. I answered her by saying, Excuse me, I bought these tickets with the money I was given as well as my own money. If you want tickets, go buy them yourself. After I said this, the entitled Karen was furious. She just looked at me completely enraged and walked back into her house. Two days later or so, the woman came to me again and asked again for the tickets. So basically, Basically a repeat of the last time I shut her down. But this time, I wasn't quite in the mood for that. So I just said, listen, I've waited for this since 2011, and I won't let it go just because your kid wants to see some stupidly complex sand sculptures. The mother was raging at me at this point, and she told me, my child is more special than you. I will get those tickets by any means possible. I will call the police and tell them you stole those tickets from me. I thought she was crazy, but no, she really did call the police. About two hours passed until the police actually arrived, and of course, the entitled Karen lied about the tickets. The police officer then asked if he could see the tickets, and as it was clearly seen on the ticket, my name was all over it. But still, this entitled Karen lied again, trying to tell the police officer that this was her husband's name. Unfortunately for this Karen, the kid came up to her and the cop asked him for his full name. And at that point, the Karen was finished. We live in Mexico, and your last names are your father's father's first last name as well as your mother's first last name and obviously my last name didn't match with whatever he was saying because of all of this the mother got a 2,000 peso fine for lying to the police and trying to steal despite everything at the end I did go to the convention which would be my first one with a fursuit and to this day I will never forget that entitled Karen and her stupid child it is absolutely crazy to me that someone would call the police and try to lie to the police over something like this. It is horrible that this lady tried to use the police to get this kid's plane tickets to Virginia Beach just so they could see some stupid sandcastles. Like, honestly, who does that? Who's so unhinged that they would try and lie to the police and get you in trouble just to get those tickets? Why not just buy them yourself and stop hassling other people? It's such a weird thing to do. Also, how does this Karen not know that tickets can't be transferred like that? Like, you can't just work the system and try and take someone else's plane ticket and try and go to another country like that. Like, there's gonna be checks and balances along the way. This Karen was clearly unhinged and absolutely out of it, because any rational human being would know that you can't do that. So good for this person for standing up for themselves and not allowing some weird Karen to try and walk all over them. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own stories. A lady tries to steal $2,000 worth of prepaid credit cards. When I worked at a popular supermarket just before the pandemic 
took off. This lady wanted to buy several $200 credit cards, all with $20 bills. I thought it was odd to pay in such small bills, but didn't worry about it too much. After counting it out herself, she would hand me the money so I could also count it. And when I finished, she'd ask to see the money back, which was also kind of weird, and I still didn't know why she was doing that. Then, with a sleight of hand, she'd skim off some of the bills off the bottom of the stack really quickly. I sort of noticed it first, but thought I was seeing things and didn't want to cause any issues, so I just took the money. If that had been the only transaction, she might have gotten away with it, but luckily, we were doing two purchases, and I definitely noticed this second time, especially as I recounted the money. I realized that even when counting the whole register's worth of money, there wouldn't have been enough bills in there to cover the first purchase of the cards. When I tried telling the lady that there was not enough money, she acted confused and pretended like she couldn't speak English, even though she was speaking fine earlier. Anyhow, a co-worker was in my line, so I got her attention and let her know that there was an issue. So I asked her to grab a supervisor to let them know the situation as well. The lady was still standing there, and I'm kind of surprised she didn't try running. After a bit of time, the lady got off easy. She finished her purchase of the second set of credit cards and made her way out of the store, having paid the full price for the set. Unfortunately, at the time, we couldn't prove that she skimmed money off the pile of bills, so she basically got away with the first set of stolen credit cards. Later, the security footage was reviewed, and they confirmed she skimmed the money, but it was far too late at that point. I asked what was going to happen with her, and I was told that they would put a picture of her up and send a copy to our sister locations to warn them of a potential scammer. I wasn't punished because I did catch her early, and I stopped the second sale from being scammed, and that was honestly the end of that. After that, we never saw her again. That's a crazy story to be completely honest. I have worked in retail as well as customer service, and this is one of the things they train you to look out for, at least when I was working in that kind of industry. You have to keep an eye out for someone trying this on you because it's a lot easier than you really think. Someone could very easily practice this and take money from you and completely ruin your drawer at the end of the day. If you're unfamiliar or if you haven't worked in this kind of environment before, your drawer at the end of the day is counted to make sure everything's accounted for. If there's any money off, you have to do a deep search and figure out where you messed up. And trust me, that is not a fun feeling. And if the drawer is somehow off, then guess what? That can potentially come out of your paycheck. So you always want to make sure you're getting and receiving the proper amount of money. It honestly kind of sucks that this lady didn't get caught in the end, but honestly, what can you do? But the fact that they put her picture up all over their store, as well as letting sister locations know that, hey, there's a scammer out there that's using sleight of hand to try and get money from you, is really, really good, because you know what? That's the best you can do in this kind of situation. And honestly, good for this employee for catching this in the first place. This is really, really easy to miss if you're not careful. So hopefully this lady never comes back to that store again, and if she does, I really hope she gets caught red-handed and prosecuted for stealing from the store. I caught my boyfriend cheating, and he told me that he still wants to keep our relationship going, and I honestly don't know what to do. As a bit of backstory, me and my boyfriend have always had a very bro-ish way of talking to each other. We call each other all kinds of things like home slice and brother. The way I talk has always been closer to being one of the boys, if you know what I mean. We honestly both really enjoy it, and our mutual friends get a kick out of it, so it always gets a good laugh. We have been dating for about a year now, after being friends for a while first, and things have been going really well, or at least so I thought. About a week ago, he left the city we both live in to visit his parents a few hours away. 
away. No biggie. Pretty normal thing to do for the most part. He was staying for a few days, and one night I called him just to chat. His phone rang a few times before he picked up, only he didn't pick up. Instead, his phone was in his pocket, and it must have answered by accident. All I heard was the sound of him kissing someone else and other noises, if you know what I mean. I'll spare you the details, to be honest. My jaw dropped. I was in shock. I didn't say anything or hang up. I just waited. After a few more minutes, he must have been going to take off his pants or something and took the phone out of his pocket, where I assume he saw it was currently on a call with me. There was a silent stillness for a few seconds before I heard him whisper my name under his breath. He giggled quietly and said, ah, well, cope and seethe, before hanging up the phone. I was so confused. I just sort of sat there for a while on my bed until I fell asleep. The next day, I woke up to a missed call from him. When I called him back, he asked me if I had heard anything on the phone last night. I confirmed the things I had heard, and in the most mature, logical tone my voice could muster at the moment, I asked him if this was it, and if he was done with the relationship. He said, and I quote, Nah, I still want to date you. You've been kind of falling off recently, so I've been messing around a little. Hope that's cool. I get that our relationship is very casual, but how far is too far? He is normally fun and kind, but this just seemed too much. Would it be overreacting to break up with him over this? What do I do? If I was in your shoes, this would be a complete deal breaker. There's no way I would allow my significant other to cheat on me like that and then try and act like it's super casual. Like, there's other things you can be super casual about, but this is not one of them. This is a huge betrayal of trust. There's no way on earth I would allow that to slide. And most of all, he's so disrespectful about it. It's like he doesn't even care about the current relationship he's in. He's just using you. Like, from what you've described, it sounds like he doesn't even feel bad about cheating on you. It sounds like he thinks that you're gonna be okay with this in some way, which honestly, I wouldn't if I was in your shoes. If you did stay with someone like this, what kind of future would you have? That would be honestly a nightmare to deal with. You could never trust this guy with anything. So best of luck with whatever kind of relationship you're looking to have with this guy and hopefully you're able to see that you can do a lot better than this guy casually cheating on you. My best friend is chronically late and I'm honestly not sure how to deal with this. Well, the title says it all and I really mean it. My friend is chronically late. 30 minutes to an hour late. Last time we were supposed to hang out, he was an hour and a half late, which is a lot even for me. His excuse was that his brother needed his help with moving some furniture and that he had to do that for an hour Then it took another half hour to get where I was, and he didn't take this into account. But he always has convenient excuses for why he's late. And I'm not heartless here. Things come up. I get it. Sure. And being late now and again is only human. But my friend has been late every time for the past two years. Not even joking. The reason why I remember this is because I was so surprised when he was on time once. It just simply never happens. The thing is, he is one of my best friends and a genuinely sweet person which is why our friendship has lasted. I love him like a brother, but I'm starting to feel like he's taking me for granted. Our friend group used to be larger, but his relationship with the others has fallen apart, in part because of the fact that he's always chronically late. He clearly likes and cares for all of us, but he doesn't respect our time. And because of this, he's built up a reputation for being untrustworthy. So I really want to help him with this, not only for my own convenience and sanity, but also because I know that he will keep on ruining his friendships if he doesn't improve on this. So I'm not sure what to do. Is it wise for me to even bring this up to him at all and to expect him to actually change? Or should I learn to just let this go? Has anyone ever actually dealt with something like this before? What should I do?
This does not sound like a very good friend, in my opinion. And I completely understand why your other friends have kind of kicked him to the curb. Not respecting someone else's time and being an hour and a half late is unbelievably inconsiderate. For me, that's a complete lack of caring, as well as a complete lack of respect for the person you're dedicated to. And by dedicated to, I mean you've made plans with them, there's some kind of mutual expectation that you're going to show up, and when you don't honor that, that loses trust immediately. I can understand some things coming up where you're like, hey, I have to try and do this thing real quick, or hey, an emergency popped up. That's understandable. But when it's been happening for two years, and you still have not told them about this, or done anything to try and fix the problem, then honestly, you're just kind of walking into it at that point. We have cell phones nowadays. There's literally no good excuse, in my opinion, to be an hour and a half late, even two hours at some point, to anything. At that point, you might as well not even show up. Anything past 15 minutes, and I'm like, all right, they're just not showing up. There are tools available that this person could use that would help them get things going, like, I don't know, an alarm clock. Conveniently enough, your phone has an alarm on it that you could set saying, hey, you need to leave now. To try and help the situation, I mean, you could start lying to your friend about the time at which you're meeting up. Instead of actually meeting up at 10, you could be like, hey, we're meeting up at 8.30, and then just hope he shows up at 10. But even then, that's super unfair for you. You shouldn't have to lie to your friend just to try and have some semblance of a friendship with them. So I wish you the best of luck in figuring this one out, but I can tell you right now, if your friend doesn't want to change, no amount of help on your end is going to make them show up on time. Because I can tell you personally, if someone was an hour and a half late to something that I was planning, I would just leave and probably not want to deal with them ever again. And I would almost hope that they would complain that I left them because I would then go into it and be like, hey, we were supposed to be there an hour and a half ago and you didn't show up. So yeah, in my opinion, you don't really need that kind of energy in your life and you could do a lot better with people who actually want to show up as well as respect your time and your energy. Today, I messed up by driving two hours for my best friend's gender reveal. My best friend is currently pregnant with her second child and her aunt is throwing her a gender reveal party. We've been friends since college when she had her first son but haven't been able to see each other much over the past five or six years. I'm really excited to see her and her family because now we live in separate states. Two hours isn't a lot but she and I have a hard time keeping jobs where we don't work weekends and I was the only one who could drive until recently. All yesterday morning I was preparing and making sure that me and my boyfriend were ready before we started making the trek. We weren't planning on staying the night because we have pets but it was going to be a long afternoon regardless. My boyfriend isn't a fan of social situations especially ones where he doesn't really know anyone but he loves me very much and I make it up to him in other ways to show him how much I appreciate it. The ride was nothing abnormal driving major highways and spending way too much on gas and tolls all before we finally get to the small street she lives on. I'm slowly driving along and notice there isn't a whole lot going on. We arrived right on time so I thought maybe we were just some of the first people to show up but the street was very unoccupied by cars and I hear no sort of party. I go up to the house not really sure what to do so I just ring the doorbell. She definitely has one of those camera based doorbells so being the awkward person that I am I try not to look directly into the camera. I consider myself a polite person so I waited a few minutes before calling my best friend to see where I was supposed to go and because she's a wonderful human being she answers right away but there's something very clear in her voice she was definitely sleeping and that's when it hit me I was a week early to the gender reveal party I started laughing and my boyfriend was face palming with a silent laugh my best friend was trying to make me feel less like an idiot and I apologize more than I ever have in my life whilst trying not to cry my best friend was taking a nap and because I don't want to take a pregnant woman from her nap those being my exact words I decided 
decided it would be best to drive home. I am a very emotional person, and while I know this is going to be the funniest story to tell later, I still cried half the drive home. We decided to go out for dinner, since I had gotten dressed up and went to our favorite brewery nearby for food and craft beer. There was a large group with a lot of preteen boys whom were running around as preteen boys do, and halfway through our meal, one of the dads at the table bought me and my boyfriend another drink as a thank you for dealing with his kids. I admit we were both kind of tipsy when we left to go home, but the brewery is very close to our house, and we take a lot of back roads to get there anyways. We got home, my boyfriend feeds the pets, I lay down on the bed where I promptly fell asleep until about 1 in the morning. Somewhere in there, my boyfriend came in to cuddle with me, as well as to wake me up, but I am a bad influence and somehow managed to suck him into sleeping with me. I woke up very dehydrated, my makeup all over my face, and my eyes in pain from sleeping with my contacts in. Overall, it's been a rough day. That is a rough day. Driving two hours to a party that isn't happening until a week later is a terrible feeling. I can't imagine how awkward that must have been at the doorstep when your friend had to explain, hey, that's not till next week. Hopefully, all parties involved agree that this never happened and that they will never discuss this because that is horribly, horribly embarrassing. So hopefully, the gender reveal party goes well next week. And hopefully, it doesn't get canceled without you knowing because that would be super hilarious but also super tragic. Today, I messed up when I tried to high-five a girl on the street, and boy, did it not go well. Last night, I went out for dinner with a girl I met online. The two of us were done with each other by the time the bill arrived. We had zero chemistry in person. I was so disappointed that I decided to walk home instead of calling an Uber. I live in a city that loves to celebrate on the weekends, so the walk did a good job of distracting me from overthinking my disappointing date. The streets were busy, too. The clubs were absolutely packed, and all of the restaurants that I saw were full. Along the way, I noticed an attractive girl standing outside one of the popular pubs. I assumed she was either under the influence or high or both based on the way she was staring at the night sky and smiling. It was none of my business and I was prepared to just walk past her without reacting. But as soon as I was close enough, she randomly raised her hand like she was waiting for me to high-five her. Not being one to let a high-five go to waste, I did what I thought she wanted and I high-fived her. The moment our hands connected, she unexpectedly pulled me in for a hug and literally squeezed me like we were reunited after Thanos snapped us out of existence. It was unbelievably random, but considering how I was feeling after my date, I accepted the warm embrace of an attractive girl who may or may not have been on another planet mentally at the moment. Less than five seconds into the hug, I got pulled away by an aggressive guy who then headbutted me. For some reason, the girl was still holding onto my hand and ended up going down with me as I fell to the ground. The aggressive guy also lost his balance somehow and landed on top of me. Based on the number of times he said ouch, back to back, it was safe to say the headbutt hurt both of us. A group of random strangers from the pub intervened before things could escalate. I was picked up and pulled in one direction while the aggressive guy and the girl was being pulled in another direction. From what I could hear through the noise, the aggressive guy was under the impression that his girlfriend, aka the hugger, needed to be rescued from the creep on the street who, guess what, apparently was me. Thus, the guy headbutted me in the head. The girlfriend was an unreliable witness because she had no idea who I was or what was happening. So, there I was, not only trying to recover from a headbutt, but also trying my best to make the aggressive guy understand that his girlfriend made the first move. The aggressive guy got even more aggressive after that because apparently I made it sound like his girlfriend was just trying to mess around with another guy. That was not my intention at all, but the damage was pretty much already done. The aggressive guy basically threatened my life, so at that point, I got scared and I ran away. What a weird story, as well as a weird thing to get 
angry over. Like your girlfriend is very clearly under the influence and is hugging random people on the street. Like that's not the fault of the guy that high fived her. But also in that same thought, yeah, you probably should not have high fived the random drunk girl staring at the sky. Like that's probably not the best decision. I don't think he could have possibly predicted that she was going to hang on to him like she's a leech, which would then result in him getting headbutted in the forehead. But I mean, here we are. When it really came down to it, there was no winning that situation. That guy was probably going to be mad at this guy walking by pretty much no matter what. So there's no point in trying to fight a drunk guy who's clearly under the influence and is just going to be super aggressive no matter what. I think his response of running away was probably the best solution for this situation. So the moral of the story is don't high five people you don't know because there might be a boyfriend waiting around the corner ready to headbutt you. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.